right, so um, we are here live in um, the studio. This is the Alden Report. This is our first, we're going to call this the Alden Wrap-Up Show. Uh, we are here with Steve Paris. Uh, he is just the multi-talented, multi-faceted guy. This guy does everything. Uh, he has been in the business longer than me. We, we've been great friends for years, uh, and he's really kind of helped us get this thing going down here. He understands success probably better than most. And uh, I, I wanted to talk to Steve. I wanted to talk to somebody that kind of understood what just happened uh, with Kevin Harrington. We had Kevin Harrington on. We both know Kevin for from being uh, in this business uh, of the direct response world. And, you know, he has literally... Steve, right? I mean, he's had, you know, uh, some pretty big, epic, you know, uh, failures, <laughs> and yeah, also huge. And, and 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 huge, huge successes uh, as well. And so, some of the things that he said, we talked to Kevin for for about an hour, uh, and, and uh, I, I could have kept him here for two. Right? Easy. I mean, <laughs> we could have kept him here for two, two so. days, probably. <laughs> so, so we wanted to wrap it. I, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the stuff. And what, what? I mean, what struck you when you when you heard it? Was it something that you said, "Wow, that's just awesome." Yeah, there was a couple things that were that were huge that I, that I thought uh, that he mentioned. And one um, one of the things that he learned from his mistakes, he mentioned epic successes and failures. Was right. He mentioned what he learned to do is uh, fail fast and fail cheap. I love that. I I, 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 I already posted that quote. Yeah. Yeah. I thought. Do you that think was, that's his quote? I don't know if it's his quote, but it's a great quote. Um, fail fast and fail cheap. I like that. And I, you know, it's kind of I started when he said that too. It's it's kind of how we do try to operate our business, knowing that, Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I've seen people that, you know, that spend a million dollars making uh, an infomercial that's just an interview format and, and right. spend a fortune and, and years in time and, and instead of doing, you know, what, right. what Kevin does, what, you know, we, what we try to do. Right. Know? So it's putting your best foot forward as, as best you can, but trying, keeping the, trying to keep the cost down and... Uh, you know, I think too for us, what we do um, for those on Periscope that that don't know, I and mean, we're in the, you know, our core business is the direct response infomercial business, and a lot of times we'll we'll create an advertisement, and you know, it you know we'll either know whether it works or it doesn't work. But I think the hardest thing is is that when we get those ones, like we kind of have one now that's like kind of working. Yeah. And then it's you know, if we fail, it's not failing cheap or fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something to pay attention to going forward for sure. <laughs> Uh, so there was another thing. There's a couple other things. One, and you kind of mentioned something uh, a few minutes ago, the different things that I do here. I like that he mentioned, and I thought there was an extra brilliance to what he does here. He said he has a lawyer on staff right. that also does biz dev. Right. So they become a deal maker instead of a deal killer. And I right. know that you're an attorney. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought trade. of somebody I knew. By, <laughs> by trade. And... Uh, yeah, I mean that happens a lot of times, right? A lot of businesses. Well, I think too. I think well, I think the other key part about that is you know yeah I'm a lawyer by trade and um, I think that was one of my key um, I was I was really good at at making deals and not yes. and not, not breaking yes. deals. I was really good at negotiating deals and also negotiating settlements because the previous companies we were, we were always, they were always getting sued all over the place. But not only that, but right from uh, from. Uh, any profession, whatever it is, like 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 you, for instance, right now, you're doing you're doing the studio, you're doing art stuff, you're doing the Emory vodka stuff, you're doing uh, scripting for. Uh, I mean, you're doing all these different things. I don't we don't I don't think we ever gave you a title, but it doesn't even no. matter. Yeah. Right. And, and so many people, I think, have trouble with that. You know, yeah. so many people they need a title, they need to know exactly where they're going. And I think the successful ones, the really the people that have really experience success like Kevin has talked about and success is different for everybody but to be able to do what you want when you want um, 
those are those type of people that can adapt and just kind of do stuff. Right. Because right? things are always changing. And, and today in business, they're evolving that much faster, right? I mean, right. with all the social media, with all the different changes and everything in business, you know, your title may not, you know, that position probably doesn't exist. And if you're not going to change, right. you know, then maybe you're not going to be there. You know? it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. Yeah, it was interesting that uh, that he said that, um, you know, because you, you hear about lawyers and people say, oh, say lawyers, you know, they're always killing the deals and all this other stuff. Sometimes and they do. I'm like, like you said, you, you were very good, and we did so many deals at the right. previous company, and you did a great job at, at making those deals happen, we, right. you know. Uh, I think because a lot of lawyers, just I mean, most lawyers suck. Sorry, I'm one of them, but most lawyers, because they, they feel as though that they have to, like, I don't know, take over and then just tell you why it's not going to work. And I loved what Kevin talked about. Again, lawyers, um, you know, can really just ruin deals that, that should have been done, you know. Yeah. And, but if uh, you put the, a guy in a position where he's the biz dev, you right. know, he's on that other side. You learn And it's like, and, and he's, and he's, and he's the, that other side of things. He's not the person that's fighting. You know, he's fighting with himself in essence, you know, but he covers, right. covers both sides of things and it's not like, Someone that's trying to make deals across with someone that's trying to justify why they're with the company or their existence or their salary or whatever. You get him to start thinking about both sides of it. And I thought that was, you know, I think anybody in any position or with any company has got to learn to do a lot of different things or be able to do a lot of different things. But I thought it was particularly brilliant to have the lawyer business. Yeah, I also like, too, when he talked about, you know, every every company has a customer service department. And like you said, a lot of customer right. service departments are, you know, usually customers that are calling and, you know, and complaining and they're upset or whatever. And, you know, he basically, you know, said, and we do this here at Blue Vase as well. It's, you know, let's think a little bit yeah. differently about the experience and, you know, let's let's take advantage of the opportunity that we're talking to the customer and, you know, offer the customer something of value that would really kind of turn the whole experience around. It could be a negative experience. But the other element to that, right, is the employee themselves, you know, yes. empo- empowering them with something else to do. And, and, you know, again, they might not have, you know, a lot of our, our customer service people here, they're not salespeople, right. right? And we've kind of like forced that on them, like, no. You are, and you ha- and you have to be if you want to be successful, right? Yeah, and I think yeah. that same that's a similar one. That's the same kind of both sides of things. They're not just, you know, dealing with frustrating issues, or not just telling customers what they can't do and this and that. They're they're, you know, turning to the positive side of that connection and relationship at the same time. Right. Seeing what they can do to help them, get them a different product, uh, get them to use the product and get more benefits from it. So so it's. Flipping that sides, and they're not all just dealing with negative, negative, negative. You know? I thought it was interesting too. I just was looking at some of my notes, and you know, for the, uh, I'm going to post a picture of it. I like posting up his some of my notes. Steve's yours will look way more. Or you take really good notes, man. Seriously, I, I this is like well, this is just all scribbling. But one of the things <laughs> I'm looking at over here is um, we. He said there was a recent study that was done. This is that that as humans we have the attention span of a goldfish. And, <laughs> and as he's saying this, I'm. We're on, uh, you know, uh, Periscope and you know, podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm tweeting, I'm texting, <laughs> as he's saying yeah. this stuff. And and um, it's I, w- it's I was sending you to a message. I was sending a message to you at that time, and you missed it. I said I had an intern like that. Anyway. Yeah, it's just, I mean, in this day and age, and, and the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because in this day and age, um, because of there are so many different things out there that are getting our attention, we're all just kind of all over the place. And it's really hard as a marketer is what we, and what we do is to take, you know, get the attention span, I guess, now of a goldfish. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not not an easy thing to do. It's real. I mean, again, if you if you, those for those of you who yeah who who are listening, it's something. If you're a marketer, if you're a salesperson, if you're a trainer, if you if you're a parent, it doesn't really matter. You have to start thinking about maybe these sound bites. Okay, how do we? And Donald Trump, by the way, right now is doing just a great job of that. I mean, maybe he saw this study and realized that. You know, most people have the mind of a goldfish, I guess, um, is these quick little sound bites to get people's attention. Yeah. It made me really think about, like, what we do and advertising and, you know, like, we got to get their attention fast. Absolutely. And it's, you know, a lot of the the market that we market to, it's an older demo. So they like when things kind of slow down and they can watch an interview and right. slow down the pace of things. So I think it's a little bit different. Right. But if, but if we're trying to get attention, the attention of uh, 18 to... You know, thirty-year-old, it's probably uh, you know not going to happen the way we're, we've we've been doing things. I think I think that's the, the the hard thing too is you know how do you do that and you have to you know have to kind of maybe test and measure and um, you know and, and figure and figure that part out. The other thing too that I loved that he said again, I'm just going over my notes here um, and just jump in with something that you whatever sure. you found is um, you know we talked about this and ask more, get more. Uh, we, we talk a little bit about it in in my new book, Five Percent More. Um, you know. When I asked him the question, what advice would you give young people in the workforce, he gave such a great response, and he said, you know, bring and build and add value. Bring and build and add value to the, you know, bring it to the table, um, you know, whatever you're doing, and and you're going to grow. You're going to succeed. You're going to do well. And if you just do your job and do what you're, you know, you do what you're told to do, that's it. You're just going to be a number. You're just going to be an employee. You're really not going to be adding value, and you're not going to grow. I had notes on that as well. It's, yeah. You know, going the extra mile is huge, and that's that's something that's a principle that's as old as time, right? Really, in relationships, is that people are always looking for what what are they going to get? What are they going to get? What are they going to get? You're you'll do fine with your own business or as an employee. Uh, or an executive for somebody else's business, if you worry first about the value you can bring. Right. You will make yourself invaluable. And, you you know, it's a big part of your book. Yeah, it is. And, and, the, and the other thing, too. philosophy. Yeah, and you, and, you know, and you, I th- you really have to, it has to be real. It has to be authentic. You, you, you have to want to do it. You know what I mean? You have to want right. to be able to do it. Because if, if you don't, re- if, if you don't want to add value, if you don't want to bring value to the table, then it's not going to work. I mean, you have to change the way you think, I guess. If those of you that are listening, you know, um, if, if you don't want to do it, then it's just not going to work. But you should really, really start to think about it. if you want to grow and be successful, you know, then, then you have to, you know, bring value to the, to the table, right? Yep. And bring much more than you expect to get. You know, do more than you're paid to do. Go the extra mile. I mean, it was in, you know, it was something that Napoleon Hill identified in the in the 1920s of, of all the, you know, greatest, most successful business people was going the extra mile, he called it, or doing more than you're paid to do. And it's as true today. And that's not going to change. No matter what happens in technology, no matter how fast things change, no matter where anything goes as far as the evolution of technology or anything... Right. That principle of going the extra mile and doing more than you're paid to do with your customers or your employer is not going to change. Or with anybody, you know, with, in any aspect, any or any right? aspect of your life, in your marriage, in your marriage, more. and with not your more children, than you're paid to do in your marriage, but more than <laughs> try to give more than you get. Right? right? Yeah, and 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 it's and I remember again. I've told stories about this before, and I'm sure you've you know, Steve has had businesses before. Where you have these, and we've both have employed the the, the twenty somethings, and they and. And it's so frustrating when you ask somebody to do something and, the, and their first response – I've literally thrown people out of the office. Their, their yeah. first response is, 
you know, I'm not paid to I'm not paid to do that or how much are you going to pay how me? How much are you going to pay me? Yep. I threw a fucking kid out of the office. I said, "Dude, I couldn't believe what he said." I said, "Get out." And he yep. looked at me like like I was insane. He didn't get it. Yep. I threw I didn't fire him though because he really just didn't get it and he was just it, it was just a, such a a stupid response. Almost I, yeah. sad, really. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, you know, that he looks at the world in that way. Yeah. But a lot of people do. I mean, I think, and that that was a great point that he made, and a great point you make in all your content is, is you know, is think about what you could do for other. Do people do first. more than what is expected of you, and you and and this is what Kevin was basically saying: do more than what is expected of you, and you and you ultimately grow. The other thing that I love that he said, and and I wrote this now, I wrote this really feverishly, is you know, Kevin. Um, one of the stories, by the way, I talked to him about, and a lot of people didn't um, know this, is that how he got on the show Shark Tank was uh, Mark Burnett was was he kept running into Mark Burnett at all these trade shows, okay. and Mark Burnett was basically scouting for people, and and he, and he didn't Kevin you know he Kevin tells the story about Mark, he, Mark Burnett re- reached out to him and said hey look I'd like you to be on the show Shark Tank and Kevin's like I've seen your show uh, Survivor. I'm not interested in being, in being in a show. He said, no, no, it's a, it's a business it's a business thing. But Kevin, what the interesting thing he said is, is that, you know, when we asked at the end if you could leave us with, you know, with some, you know, last, you know, tidbit of, of advice. And, you know, he talked about, you know, curi- curiosity overload and, and how he's always curious about how he's doing things. This guy, again, you know him well and personally, and he's, you know, he's a multimillionaire, generated billions of dollars. And he's going to. He doesn't have to do it anymore. But he went to what eight, ten trade shows already. He said twelve trade shows this This year. year. Yeah, yeah, this year. It's 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 March. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's March. And 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 the other interesting thing is, is he knows everybody. And we go to these trade shows. And and again, I wrote this down really, really. Is he walks into areas where he doesn't know people, and you know introduces himself and just says, "Hey, you know what's new? What's hot?" Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. That specific thing about going into the media room. I really, yeah, that's yeah. next and, trade show. That's exactly. I'm looking for the media room, and he's getting the best products that they've been filtering through and all their their scouting. Right, and then at the same time, he's telling them about his products. Right, and and, and one other thing I want to tie into that um, is, and I think this is this is an interesting th- thing to do. I never brought it up before. I before I heard it last week with your interview with Nolan Bushnell yep. and now this week with Kevin. But I always felt like that was the case, that that if a kid wants to learn about uh, what they may want to do as a career or a business or whatever it may be, why not go to conventions and trade shows and be get immersed in what that life and what that business is right. versus like a necessarily going to college. Maybe college is the right thing, and he talked about that. Maybe it's not the right thing for you. But there's nothing, you, there's no quicker way you're going to learn about a business or industry or the type of people or whatever than going to a convention or a trade show. And Nolan Bushnell was talking about uh, recommending the kids do that. Right. And the Kevin founder of Atari it. and Chuck E. Cheese's, yeah. Kevin Harrington, who's been on Shark Tank and generated billions of dollars in, in sales as well. Uh, you know, that's advice, again, that you know, people who are listening to right now. It's multi-million dollar advice. Right? Well, he, again, when he said... You know, we go to trade shows all the time. We don't go to nearly – I don't go to nearly as many trade shows, but I, prob- I probably should start, you know, after listening to Kevin. Uh, you know, a lot of these trade shows, we go to them, and I honestly feel like a lot of times they're just we're kind of running into the same people. But what, what he, when he said, you know, to go into the media room, that advice that he gave was truly – again, I asked – I said the question is um, – 
a, a secret that you could give us. And that, tr- I mean, he truly gave his secret on yeah. how Kevin Harrington. I couldn't even believe he was saying it, actually. <laughs> right. I mean, this this guy is, you know, you know he he's responsible for the George Foreman Grill, uh, Ginsu Knives, the Gazelle, and just like uh, like hundreds of other products that we that we've all seen on TV. And he just told the world that's how he finds products. Yeah. It's crazy, you know, and, and um, it, it, to me, again, that advice, again, for those of you that are listening, is just is it's just un- unbelievable to me that he would, you know, that he would give that, that give that type of advice. Um, what else? What what else struck you with him? Um, CS people are outside here. Okay, I, I just didn't. Uh, That's right. Let him in and tell him to wait, or I can just tell him to wait outside. Are they already here? Are they already, oh, they're outside. Oh, they're outside. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Why don't we? All right, well, you know what? We're gonna wrap it up because we um, we do have some uh, we do have some other stuff we have to do. Uh, but I, you know, I thought this was kind of fun. We're gonna start doing this a little bit more. You know, Steve uh, again um, understands this world, understands the business, and he understands what we do here. I think he also adds value. So, Steve, thanks for joining. Steve, I I, I told him literally ten minutes before that we're gonna do this. So, um, thanks for adapting. Uh, and uh, and do and doing this for us again. My name is Michael Alden. This is Steve Paris. You're going to be seeing a lot more of him. Uh, we are here in the Alden Report. This is the Alden Wrap Up Show in Blue Vase Studios, and we'll see you next time.